Indian Warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your hosts, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. What's up, West Coast Cam? Wow, two weeks in a row. Hi, Don. Well, that's because I didn't float away last week with all the rain that we got down here in South Georgia and northern part of Florida before the Gator Nationals. Yeah, and I'm on spring break. Just as I say that, is that what it is? That's why. Yeah, you got lucky. You got you got me twice and almost within seven days. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Well, as soon as I say that, it starts raining here on Friday afternoon. <laughs> so uh, as I as I look out the window, so lucky me. Sorry uh, about your luck, bro. It's sunny and seventy five yeah. here. I got me and my parents have across the street. They have we both have the greenest grass on the street. Things are good. Well, get your ass out there and cut it. So I thanks for tuning in to this. <laughs> I don't cut it. I work very hard, uh, so I don't have to cut my own lawn. Something that I go. do not do. I do not cut. All my right. Lawn. Well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Yes, two weeks in a row to Racers and Rental Cars podcast on the Voice America Network and wherever you may be downloading our content. As I am shaking off, drying every article of clothing that could possibly be known to mankind after what can only be in my mind registered a success for NHRA and the Gator Nationals last weekend. However, with challenges to overcome, but we're going to talk about that. Unless you were an RC boat that had got eaten by a crocodile. (coughs) Yes, yes. Did you see that? Yeah, shout out to Alex Laughlin. For those that don't know, Alex Laughlin, when while it was raining in Gainesville, he bought some RC boats. And they put it in the pits where it was flooded and some alligator, a, crocodile, whatever the heck you want to call it, um, some pterodactyl uh, ate his RC boat and then spit it out. And then they recovered it. That was what was going think, on. I think that was Friday or Saturday. Sunday, it was beautiful. I think it was Friday, but not, uh, yes, absolutely. It was. And and we got to, you know, and we are. OK, so we are very, very critical of a sanctioning body that you and I both participate in. We love dearly because of the sport that we can, we participate in the companies that we represent, the marketing opportunities, the customer base, the fan base, all of these things that we love that are provided as opportunities by the team at NHRA. We have just as much that we are critical of. And we talk about across the board on a weekly basis throughout the past years that we've had the podcast and we got to we got to pause. And I, I mean, I know you weren't there, Cam, but I, I mean, I drove over Sunday morning from South Georgia and I parked in the general admission lot. I wanted to experience what all the fans were experiencing on Sunday. And it started with sitting in traffic for 35 minutes to get in, which I thought was Awesome, because all of these people were piling in to to the racetrack, two lanes going into the racetrack, and they were bumper to bumper, parked in the mud with everyone else. No one was complaining as they were getting out of their vehicles. 
They were walking. They, it was still a little breezy, still a little cold early Sunday morning because we obviously we didn't get that wonderful 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock start time initially because of the weather front that went through. But everybody had this positive energy in them as I'm walking through the parking lot with them through the mud into the racetrack. Were they masked know? or no? No, no mask. 300 yards. So. That, didn't think so. 300 yards walking and everybody is happy. The people that are in the camping uh, aisles, they're in their campers there. As I was passing through them, people are out making breakfast. It was, I don't, I don't know. It was refreshing to me to see that and experience it and know that in Florida for the first event on the East coast of the year, it was pretty damn exciting and positive to see that going on as I'm making the walk into the racetrack. And I obviously was a little bit late getting there. It's like 10 o'clock and in the pits, there are people that it was like shoulder to shoulder people walking through. It was genuinely an awesome crowd. There was a lot of energy and excitement and it was really cool to take it in, know that the people were there. They obviously are from around there. I'm sure there are people that traveled. They saw the weather forecast, no different than the sportsmen, the Lucas Oil Racers did, which I want to go back to that in a minute because that definitely needs to, to have a, a conversation as well. But it was amazing. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people that's doom and gloom and naysayers about NHRA, but I'm here to tell you right now, if you want to base the entire season off Gainesville, I got to hope and pray that we keep this on an uptick going into Vegas and Houston and back to the four wides, which will be the, the next event that I attend. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I just uh, looking forward to it. It was a great weekend, had some first time winners, had awesome record setting runs in classes and it just turned out to be a beautiful sunny sunday afternoon at gainesville raceway nice yeah no it, the dude the stands look packed a lot of people are posting about that which is really cool and i tried to watch it but unfortunately my subscription to nhra like expired on saturday which sucked and then i got busy and forgot to repay for it before but um yeah no it looked really cool social media wise it looked awesome and dude the freaking stands were packed so i'd be curious how many how many it holds there and that's why i wish that they would release the attendance that would really help me and a lot of other racers but how many people do you think were there on sunday i you know what i don't even want to guess because i'm i know i'll miss the pit side grandstands were packed the would you say Left sold side, out? If you almost sold out, I man, it had to be almost sold out. I, I, I mean, it just golly, and to watch, you know, and obviously, at watching the winter circles take place uh, before the Lucas Oil guys got their their qualifying run, the traffic, the the line, how slow it moved to leave because it was just that packed, and I, and again. I think you've got to give Gainesville Raceway, Casey Kohler, his team. I mean, they were out there pulling people that did get stuck. That, dude, I the mean, one dude just, in the Toyota truck, whose truck was that? Yeah, was that anybody? I have no idea, but drove through because uh, I, no I got the runoff, the runoff ditches. <laughs> Whoops. 
Yeah, yeah, a that deeper was, uh, than that, expected. Yeah, that was definitely a big one. Uh, but no, but no, it was a uh, again. I we 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 we're pretty critical, right? We are really critical of an organization that we're a part of and that we love and we need for our sport, uh, for our jobs and careers. Uh, but that last weekend, I thought they did an awesome job to make, um, as somebody said, um, I hate to say it this way, but they made chicken salad out of chicken shit from the weekend. It, it really was, um, feel bad, feel very bad for the, the three, uh, top 10, players, if you will, from last year in 21 uh, in the top fuel ranks because of the Pet Boys call out that they did not qualify. You know, Antron Brown, uh, Sean Langdon, Leah Pruitt. Uh, that was a – I mean, as I watched Saturday afternoon, I was like, man, I hope they give them another shot because that was just heartbreaking to watch those three individuals uh, and their teams uh, more so than anything. But I also feel like that was a hard thing for NHRA and Pet Boys because obviously Pet Boys invested – money, right? Being a marketing person, uh, marketing we talk about here for motorsports, that had to be a tough conversation to have. Um, they are moving the re- remaining pieces of the call-out show for Top Fuel to Indy that will run side-by-side side with the funny cars, which that'll be cool. But, man, that was just – that was tough. I That was just like a no-win situation. You know, the vice president of Pet Boys is up there with a suitcase full of cash on stage. I mean – I wonder why they picked Gainesville. That'd be, I'd, you know, I'd have an interesting, uh, I'd like to hear. A, a, a like, I wonder if it was NHRA's recommendation or if Pet Boys was like, hey, that's one of our markets. We really want to hit that because their Pet Boys changed their whole scheme on how they do things because it's not even, a, you can't go to the store and buy oil and all that stuff anymore. It's just a service center. Yeah. So, right. yes maybe that's like a huge mark. I'd be interesting to know because the funny car one is in Indy, right? So yes, it is in Indy. So it's like, well, did they choose to split it like that? Uh, it's just weird to me because it's the third race in and I know that, you know, you know, the top, which gives people an enticing reason to come to the first three races or first couple of races. But it just seemed weird to me that they did it. Now, I know Gainesville is like the winter nationals of the East Coast, and I get that. And I mean, it's a huge race, and I get that part, but I feel like it might have been better served either later in the year somewhere, like Norwalk, or I don't know, but maybe it was up to Pet Boys. Yeah, I don't know. I, what I will say, what I will say is, um, is I was very, very impressed in a short time frame, right? I had never seen uh, a Pet Boys set up for their midway uh, activation. And it was very clean, very welcoming. Um, they were busy every time I went by. It was a very nice setup. And uh, I look forward to seeing them. I hope they're on tour all year. I, I think that's, I, you know, we, we need companies back in uh, to, to our sport. Even just, uh, even though I know that Pet Boys is now part of such a conglomerate with all these private equities just buying anything in the automotive space, it's just, it's good to see a, a recognizable name that people would recognize with automotive. You know what I mean? Like, it just kind of, like, what's the word I'm looking for? It validates, nice. it validates 
racing, you know, because like, oh, like that's a bigger net. Like somebody, if somebody's heard of Pet Boys, somebody not to say that any sponsor in general is, is a bad sponsor by any means, but I'm just saying like, it's good to have companies that are, you know, more seasoned or veteran of automotive. Well, I would venture to say that you're going to get just in regards to pet boys, you know, you mentioned the change in them, right? They went from an auto parts store to an auto service center, an automotive service center with today's technology and individuals with their vehicles and so forth. You're seeing the, the days of the, if you will do it in your driveway, do it in your garage, that that's starting to go away and starting to dwindle based off of these current automotive vehicles that people are buying. You're starting to see that in the generational piece of it. So I'm sure pet boys is looking at it from a standpoint to increase their customer base and put their service centers out there first and foremost to say, Hey, come give us a chance. Let us take care of it. You know, motorsports enthusiasts, they're motorsports fans, motorsports teams, drivers, owners, very loyal. And so uh, potential increase in business for pet boys. I'm sure that all of that circled itself up together. Uh, so I'm excited for it. Like I said, I love their, their midway spot. It looked really good, very clean and professional, especially with as much rain uh, that had yeah. fallen uh, over the course of those three days. So, um, which speaking of the rain in the circle, let's get back to that. There was a few people that had made some comments on social media about the Lucas oil series uh, racers uh, based on the fact that I was there for the baby Gators. And when we were leaving on Sunday and I looked at the weather forecast for the, the upcoming weekend, seven days away, right? Less than that, four, five days away. Um, my forecast never changed. It started raining and it wasn't going to stop raining until Sunday. And NHRA is going to get another commendable from me because they allowed you to withdraw without any kind of recourse of action, loss of funding uh, of your entry fees, if you will, up until Sunday morning. I mean, I passed. Really? I, yes, I passed racers when I was driving in Sunday morning. They were leaving and they were Lucas Oil competitors. And that uh, Gainesville, if you've ever been there, they're trying, they're working on drainage, the pit situation landscape wise you're on the water table right you're, i mean you're <laughs> on the ocean so i mean you got to think where does the water go right so it was very difficult i i think somebody one of the rain gauges somebody showed me a picture of they had like six inches of rain or something in like 48 hours or or, or it was just it was an enormous amount, you know, I'm sure somebody made, they made a comment and said they saw Moses come by on the ark <laughs> um, at some point during the weekend. Dude, it was but, bad. Like there was, I saw some videos and there was people walking like, like shin to knee deep of water in their pit. Yes. Yes. Like no shoes. And, and just, just right. And so, right. But for NHRA to come in and say, Hey guys, do what you got to do. If you want out, we'll understand. No, that's cool. You can, and in the car counts come Sunday night for qualifying and in, in you know time trials for the ninety guys, um, it showed that there. And when I know what the pits looked like when I was there for the baby Gators, um, and it there was it showed 
And so I, I mean, again, yeah, but it was HRA, still six rounds to win super comp. Hey, that's, I mean, it's an HRA. It's normally I mean, they, seven, six or seven. So yeah, I mean, but uh, not bad. No. And so, and, and I think, and congratulations to all the Lucas oil competitors. I mean, some of them, I think the most, most of them, I don't think I saw anybody on the sheet that was not there for the baby gators. So I don't think there was anybody that showed up just to run other than, you know, which obviously factory stock showdown is over on the, uh, you know, considered part of the pro show, if you will, uh, for camping world with, with constant aviation. But I don't think there was anybody that wasn't there for the baby Gators that won on Monday afternoon uh, and, and took home the, the Gator Nationals trophy. So uh, again, NHRA for everything that, that could go wrong, they made, I think they made a great, a great outcome for, for what it was. And we just got to try to put it behind us and move on. And hopefully we got some sun in our future and not, not arcs and boats and pumper trucks, if you will. Huh. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It's cool that you went. I didn't even realize you were going to go. Look at you go. Get down with your bad well, self. Well, you know, got when, when you're working and, and, and so forth, you got to You got to pay the bills, Cam. I mean, that's, you know, I, I was I was able to be there for a uh, uh, first time winner to, who uh, in factory stock showdown, Lenny Lottig out of Pennsylvania, and he got to run another Barton teammate. And it's Anthony cool. Troyer. Sweet. Which, which did you know that, you know, we've got racers out there that are potato farmers. Did you know that? I did not know that. Well, maybe some people in, in Boise, um, but everybody always thinks that Idaho for potatoes, they don't ever think about Florida east of the Mississippi. Nope. How about those? Apples? How about those? apples? How about those potatoes? Exactly. Come on, Don. You tee it gotcha. up. Yeah, I've just got to. I just got to take a swing. You know? I got it. I, I I know. And you like to swing with a bat and not a golf club. So there you go. Yeah, right. I'd rather swing a golf club. I don't even know. How, it's funny. It's, it's a side note. Jet can't throw a ball to save his life. And my mom was like, "You need to start teaching Jet how to like play baseball." And I'm like, "Uh, mom, you know how well that went with me." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can try. It's like I throw the ball to him and he just does like the has his hands out and it just like goes over his head. Doesn't even move. Yeah. Well, we'll I mean, stick to the just... we'll stick to the wheel sports for now. There you go. Stick yeah. stick with that. I'll let him stick swing a golf that. club though. He can swing golf club all he wants. Actually, I'd be okay with that. Maybe he could be the next Tiger Tiger Woods and Yeah. Yeah, you never know. You ne- you never know. You never know. So uh, one, one other business piece that looking forward to uh, from the motorsports world. And of course it'll be next year, but I think NASCAR, Rick Hendrick and IMSA uh, Hendrick motorsports, they're going to, they're going to conglomerate together collectively and conglomerate. Yeah. Conglomerate. Nice. Can you use I'm that in a, a sentence? They're going to c- collaborate with their conglomerates. <laughs> So long as the origin I'm, on that. I don't know, but you know what? <laughs> I was like, I, shut up, dude. <laughs> uh, I, I messed it up while I'm sitting here reading this uh deal from NASCAR for today. Uh I guess we've canceled uh the NASCAR portion of the show in Atlanta Motor Speedway, which I'm totally 
geeking about because it's a new track configuration and some of the drivers have been on social media talking about how quickly the wall comes up and it looks like that they're just going to run smack into it so uh when drivers are given that kind of uh perspective i at 190 miles an hour uh i'm kind of curious uh about that so i'm sorry i was distracted and fumbled my words i am not a professional at this <laughs> it's all good that's we're all we're all amateurs it's fine um, speaking of dude, speaking of walls and turns and things like that, obviously it was Daytona bike week last week too. And I don't know if you saw it on social media, but did you see the guy that freaking was going through the turn at Daytona and like high sided on the super bike on like on the, you know, like the, what I don't even know what class it was, but holy crap. No, thank you. No, I did not. I did not. No, thank you. I'll have to send it to you. I think he like, he was I think it was okay, but dude, it just looks so gnarly. Um, Hate yeah, that. just ouch. And just flying. He was probably doing a buck 50 to a buck 70. I mean, just ripping and ouch. high-sided and boom, there he went. And you're just like, ooh, mm, just skidding. No just, you know, because when those guys fall, all they do is just slide forever until they hit something. Right, right yeah. until they stop. That is exactly right. That is no. that is so much exactly right. Now, um, what did uh, what happened with who? Supercross. Trying to remember. I got yeah. I got to oh, go back. Dude. There was a so social media post. Did, did somebody take somebody else out? There was like a Twitter beef or something. Well, there. The track was just super bad in Detroit. And it got worse and worse. And in the 450 main, like literally a lot of the heavy hitters crashed out. Um, Chase Sexton landed on Cooper Webb and it was Cooper Webb did, you know, like made a mistake and he like cased a jump and Chase like landed on him or no, I'm sorry. Cooper landed on Chase. That's what it was because it looked like he got an, a Dunlop insignia on his back. It looked so painful. <laughs> And then, so yeah, Cooper Webb has like a tweaked arm and shoulder, but he's still going to race this weekend. Chase Sexton said he's all torn up. He looks like a, looked like he went skidding in Daytona on his back. And I guess he's going to race this weekend in Indy. Um, Dylan Ferrandez crashed out. He hurt his arm. Jason Anderson crashed and like knocked himself silly. Um, who else? There was somebody else too. But yeah, it was I, crazy. They were, they were literally dropping like flies. It's crazy. It was a wild one. I'm trying. Maybe. Who did you say? Cooper Webb and Chase Sexton? Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. It was, was probably. There were probably people fighting because they're Monday morning yeah. quarterbacks. And yeah, there was some. One of them messed up. One of, messed up. Messed up a section and cased it and landed on the other one. And there's nothing you could do. I don't. I think even Cooper Webb on his post or I saw it somewhere. They were like, yeah. Like shit happens. It wasn't really his fault, type of thing. Mm. So, um, okay. I don't think there's really, they don't have any beef from what I gather. So, okay. All right. Maybe, maybe it was just, maybe it just sounded way worse than what it was then. So, probably, most likely. Okay. Most likely. Well, well, uh, I know that. Have you heard, have you heard it? I'm sending you the thing. Sorry, I'm sending you this crash. <laughs> it's nuts, dude. Okay. Keep so, going. 
what's the what's the rumor? You, you hearing any rumors for anything going on? It's early in the season. Any rumors going on? I mean, the only rumor I heard is the fact that that how about Trip Tatum and Doug Foley, dude, like significantly making a making a run. What is it with Gainesville and Cinderella stories? I should have been Josh there, man. Hart? Damn it. <laughs> No, it's I mean, awesome. Stewie, hey, Stewie tunes our car too. So he's got he's got what it takes. He uh major hats off to Trip and the whole team. He's he went all in on that car and it's basically a Capco clone and he's running it with no expense spared. And I mean, major uh major props to him. He's he's going for it. So it's awesome. And yeah, even Doug Foley, I mean, good for those guys. I mean, they they even invested a bunch of money too because they uh bought a new car and a bunch of different things. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome to see the single car teams. We talk about that quite a bit and, uh, I, I'm, I'm proud to, to say that, uh, it's not a huge mega team just running away with it already in the third race of the year. So keep up the good oh, work. Yeah, boys. I, Hopefully there, I'll be out there. There's a lot. There's a lot of parody right now. I think there's a lot of parody if you if you will sit back and evaluate. I think there's a lot of parody in all three of the classes. Top Fuel, Funny Car, obviously Matt Hagen and Tony Stewart picking up their first uh, win as a new organization, uh, which was, you know, it was good. And to circle back to Stewie, John Stewart, crew chief, the look on his face when, when Tatum lit the school board up in the 60s was – I mean, it, you could just tell it was not what he expected. Um, shock and all, but that was just awesome for them. Uh, of course, Stewart, his Stewie, uh, has been around forever. And so that's really cool. All of them, Lagana and the Capco team. Uh, but Matt Hagen, Tony Stewart, big shout out for them getting their win. Parody yep. in the pro stock class. I mean, hello. They're. I'll tell you, like you said, it's good right now. I mean, all the pro categories and everybody seems to be going down the track. And I think NHRA has wanted that for a really long time. Like even the some of the lower budgeted teams, like they're all kind of picking up their performance. I mean, look at Krista. She was in the 80s. She qualified. Um, I mean, and she only got one shot at it. So um, major, major props to, you know, any team that's out there um, trying to do it. It's a. Uh, it's cool to see the the side by side racing in in all the classes and not just a, you know, this person smoked the tires at the hit. This person, you know, so yeah, it's a cool deal. No, it was it was, and you say that about going down the track in an HRA. I would be amiss if I didn't give a complete shout out to Jeff Conley and his safety safari team for what they did on Saturday. Um, after all of the rain, having to scrape the entire track and build it all back up. And then the factory stock guys on nine inch tires go right out there and start setting records after nothing had been on the racetrack, which seemed like for probably three days, uh, just they worked their tails off. They worked their tails off on Sunday. They worked their tails back off on Monday to give the Lucas oil series competitors a racetrack. Um, just, Big pat on the back to Jeff and his team. The safety safari guys at Reinhardt gives them shouts out. Uh, racers, you know, Lagana and them, they they typically give them kudos on the mic. But uh, they did an amazing job for what they had to work with and what they were given. And they overcame it with without a shadow of a doubt. So uh, congratulations you, to them, too. You know who else I want to give a major shout out to is 
Paul Lee, McLeod Clutches and FTI Transmissions, and all the boys at the and gals at FTI for sponsoring the ProMod class. They didn't, it was going unsponsored and they stepped up, I think at the last minute to put something together for that. So that was really cool. Good for them. Yes. And, and I'm glad that you brought that up because it was, and that was one of the rumors in the middle of the week that you just were like, this cannot be true. It was kind of mouth, you know, jaw dropping, if you will. Uh, But for Greg Samuel, FTI, Paul Lee, like you said, for them to come in, which I guess we'll go, we'll just snowball that right over into uh, a little bit of, of it, uh, let's just say, um, uh, kind of raised cheekbones, eyebrow, social media post conversations going on f- from some former pro mod. Uh, drivers, competitors, team owners, if you will, in regards to the fact uh, that the Pro Mod Association, Pro Mod class, I'm sorry, um, only had 16 competitors on property. And there was a uh, couple sound bites, if you will, that were given <laughs> by some individuals um, in regards to financial planning costs related with pro mod uh and the steadily steadily decreasing car counts um that that is one thing about the electronic age is that you anybody can go out and find out how many cars were on property five years ago uh for the nhra gator nationals in pro mod and and you can then easily see what was on property last week. And of course, there's a lot of things that play into that parity as far as power adders and, and so forth and so on, right? And the economic structure. Um, but at the same time, we have a, a lot going on. And uh, at times, it seems like and feels like that we don't have enough personnel and effort being uh put into accomplishing things. Sometimes we try to do more with less and that's not always the answer. Sometimes you, you really have to, you got to spend money to make money. Um, Stepping over nickels to try to get the dollars. You know, you pick up enough nickels, you can make a dollar. So uh, I I don't know. I don't know. You know, they say the future's bright with the parity changes on power adders. Um, I don't know. I think, part, I think part of that, this is just my opinion from the 10,000 foot view. I mean, I don't know too, too much about ProMod, but as far as all the ins and outs, but it seems to me just from an outsider's point of view that sure, NHRA is, is NHRA and it's somewhat a pro class or whatever they want to call it. But if you have a ProMod car, you can go race so many different things for a lot more money. And I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it. There's just more options. Like, cause look at top fuel. There's only one, right? There's NHRA. I mean, if you want to race for a Wally, it's it's NHRA, but you got all these big money lights out stuff. I know they're, they're different. I'm all the pro mod people are going to come on here and be like, Oh, those cars are completely different, but I'm just throwing out an example. But if you have a door car of that somewhat caliber, I feel like you can go run it somewhere else if you wanted to. Well, you know what? I'm glad that you brought that up. So it makes it easy for me to to get to it. I'm giving marketing guru award of the week to Tyler Crossno and PDRA because 
all of the social media bantering that was going on about ProMod and NHRA and not having a sponsor and the purses and so forth. Tyler Crossno, head of PDRA, Virginia Motorsports Park, the Franklin family. Dude, he whipped it up and threw it out there for ProMod. He whipped it up and threw it out there for top dragster, top sportsman. All of the classes in the go fast, want to get paid, make money environment. And Tyler's like, hey, we do it every day. We do it every day, every event. He's putting the flyer up. This is what we pay every event. And so, I I mean, props to Tyler for taking advantage, you know, saying, hey, guys, there, it's not the only game in town. And it's truly NHRA is not the only game in town. I know a lot of people had some comments about racing in front of that many fans and so forth. Don't get me wrong. That's cool, right? It really is cool. And it's, you know, and it's a Wally. But at the end of the day, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know Stevie said he wants he'd race for a dollar because he wants the dollar. I get that approach too. None of us wake up and go to the racetrack because we plan on losing. But we also gotta have we gotta make some money. We gotta pay some bills because these things don't run on hopes, dreams, and, and fantasies. Um, so um, you know, I, I I hope they come up with something because ProMod is a a fast class, right? So, like, if you think about it from a door slammer approach, driving a car with doors, once you get to stock super stock and you make that jump and you go to either top sportsman or cop eliminator, then you're looking, your next jump is either pro stock or pro mod. And pro mod is your top fuel of door slammers. It's that simple. So, driving a pro mod is a door slammer guy. He either wants to drive a pro mod or drive a pro stock car. That's the the pinnacle. And we need pro mod. It's very, you can run diverse power adders. You can run diverse body styles, manufacturers, all of that plays in. We do not need it to see. We do not need to see it fall to the wayside. And, and I hope that we don't, I hope uh, cooler heads prevail and we roll up some sleeves and we get in the trenches and we start finding money uh, for the ProMod class. And we don't take advantage of it again because ProMod used to have a great association, RPM, disbanded and so forth. Uh, Steve Matusik and his group worked together with NHRA for a while. We, we need ProMod in NHRA drag racing at the national event because we go to a lot of racetracks that are around IHRA routes and People still love fast door cars. True story. True story. Exactly that. Now let's talk about something else that's true. There's not that many perfect brackets left in in America after yesterday's first round and first day of in a NCAA basketball games. So uh, for all of you that are out there that had to shred, just go ahead and shred your bracket up and uh, use it for uh, mulch material outside in the flower bed for spring flowers, I guess. Uh, uh, it was a rough day, uh, and uh, I hope that tomorrow, since we're recording on Friday, I hope Saturday it's even a rougher day for the perfect brackets that are left intact when Carolina beats Baylor. So uh, how, how about those apples? That's your team, right? Oh, yes. Yes. And, and this is so I'm trying something different this year. 
I didn't do a bracket. I didn't get in a pool. I didn't enter any tournaments. I, I just didn't, right? Because you know what's sad? in the past. I don't even know what you're talking about, but please continue. <laughs> <laughs> NCAA March Madness. So in the past, I've always done one. And for whatever reason, we always come up short and Carolina just done cut the mustard, right? It's been so long. Well, looking back, the last time I didn't do a bracket, Carolina was the champs. <laughs> so this year, I'm trying that approach, and I'm not doing a bracket. I didn't even film, print one out to fill one out. I'm just watching the games, and I'm cheering for Carolina. And I'm hoping that they're, you know, that they just take flight. Yesterday was a good start. If we can knock off Baylor, man, who knows what's possible at that point. But one game at a time. And uh, I'm just trying something different. We'll see if it works out. If not, tune in next week, and you'll probably hear me singing a swan song about Carolina losing. <laughs> this guy. This guy. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Well, again, them sticking ball sports. But, yeah, so it's your story, man. You write it talking, however you want. I was talking about a hockey tournament. Gotcha. Now we're talking. Gotcha, gotcha. I, can, I, can, yeah. I can hold my own with that. That's because you're – that's because you're from Canada. Um, maybe soon. <laughs> maybe soon. Never know. You never you know. Never know. Never know. So you've got a lot going on out there in Vegas, right? And the fling coming up. Soon. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna do the fling. It just depends on uh, my work schedule. But before that, we got the Vegas National, Vegas Divisional, and then straight into the fling. I'd like to do the fling only because I'd probably kick Angie out of the seat at least for one or two of the days and maybe get to drive a car. Um, but just depends on what's going on. Well, yes, I think we're going to kind of see how the uh, first two go and kind of gauge from there. Angie's never really bracket raced before and left on the top. So she's like, well, you should just drive it. I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of the whole point, babe. Um, but anyway, not to say that I'm some super guru. I somebody I don't know if you saw Harem commented on my buddy Nick's thing about fuel, and he's like, because I said, oh, I need fuel, and uh, he goes, do you even race? <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, I've been known to lose once or twice, every now and again. But yeah. well, everybody leaves off the top ball. No, I know, but she doesn't. The whole like we don't have a starting line enhancer, so she doesn't want to be the one of those people that just sits on the deck for five hours. I don't know. She, she'd do fine. I, I told her like, let's just go, but we'll see. I don't know. Gotta, gotta be, gotta be versatile. So I told her you gotta be in it to win it. So, you know, she's like, That's exactly well, right. she's like, well, if I race Thursday and then you can race Friday, I'm like, I'm not going to, I haven't been in the car. I couldn't tell you the last time I was in a, bracket dragster and then i'll just go enter the go enter the million for two thousand bucks that seems like a good idea but stranger things have happened it's a true story it's a true story you got two thousand bucks uh, not a chance my friend that's a lot of blood for me to donate just saying <laughs> uh so i dude i got like a few more few more things working i'll be ready to get back to southern indiana pretty soon and get ready to start looking at 2022 racing season but this weekend kicking back st patty's day was this week gonna try to enjoy myself relax a little bit and uh 
probably won't watch a lick of racing at all this weekend. Going to watch basketball, my friend. Basketball, basketball, basketball. There you go with that basketball stuff again. I probably The only race I'm going to watch is my son hopefully smoke all these fools on Sunday at his race. Got to start somewhere. That's right. Told him we Gotta need to start. work on our need to work on our whole shots. He doesn't like to wheelie out of the gate, so he likes to. He's like a turtle when he takes off, but then he like goes out there and passes a bunch of kids and does good. But I'm like Jet, if you could just get a whole shot, you wouldn't have to pass anybody, and you could probably win. But oh, oh my God! Breaking news: Purdue just won. And now there's only 47 perfect brackets remaining. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Do you win something if you get a what this perfect bracket you speak of? It, yeah, there's money and stuff. I mean, uh, it's it's a it's a big deal, dude. They, somebody said I, a couple of different places I saw that there was like 17 million brackets were done. Wow. And that there, there's down to like 47. I just want to yeah. know who, who has who has Carolina beaten Baylor. There'll be like one perfect bracket left. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, hey, look, I'm gonna get off here. It's Friday afternoon. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, we can keep you abreast of some thought processes. Please drop us lines. Let us know. Racers at rental cars for our hate mail. Send us on social media. Tag us. I know there's bracket racing going on. I think one of our races that we're helping out with for Galstar TV, uh, his entry opened up. So if you're out there, I know Heartland Park's opening up this weekend, do some testing. It's getting ready to get hot and heavy into the racing environment. All of you time attack people that are out there racing this weekend, good luck to you. As well as the Monster Jam. I still didn't get a phone call for an audition yet. I'm a little upset. Still holding out on that one. But uh, Cam, tell the wife to say hello. Enjoy your motocross time with your kids. And we'll I will see you all next week. Sounds good. Thank you all. And yeah, if there's anything you guys want specific us to talk about in the upcoming episodes or you want any specific guests that we could try to get, uh, we will try to accommodate. So drop us a line. Let us know. And we'll do what we can. We'll maybe see you next week. Bye.